It's time for the main event of your day. Yo, it is top six, top six, top six. Top six. Top six. We are here with another episode, guys. Today on this Unexpected Wrestling Podcast, you can expect the WWE Power Rankings, the AEW Power Rankings, and then, of course, we have our internet slash social media moment of the week. Me and Crystal have both chosen something from social media that we want to highlight this week. What is going on, guys? I'm Dustin. And I'm Crystal. And we are the Unexpected Wrestling Podcast, bringing you some fire episodes for you all. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, follow the podcast, do all of that. That good stuff that I tend to say every single episode. Make sure you're doing it. Turn on our post notifications and show us some love. Interact with us. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And of course, guys, I forgot to mention, we will also be doing a WWE and AEW recap. We're going to be adding a little bit of a different segment because we know in our power rankings, we don't get to talk about every single person that, you know, is on the show. We only talk about our top six. And then sometimes there's not necessarily much with our power rankings that we can talk about. So we're going to be doing a WWE as well as an AEW recap, kind of recapping just some of the bigger things during the week that we want to give our opinions on. And it kind of explains why sometimes there isn't always movement, especially with WWE, that these top people aren't always in something specific, but there is still movement going on within the company. Exactly. So, with that being said, guys, I'm all ready to hop into our rankings. Chriselle, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. All right, let's knock it out. Let's get into it. Chriselle, we're going to start with our WWE Power Rankings. What is our number six? Our number six for WWE, we have AJ Styles. The man, the myth, the legend. The phenomenal. The phenomenal AJ Styles. The guy with the gloves and the long hair, if you don't actually know his name. He's now going to be a part of the Elimination Chamber. He defeated Austin Theory. I said defeated. I no, it was Rey Mysterio. It was Rey Mysterio. Oh, sorry. Because Austin Theory's in it. It was Rey yes, Mysterio. But he did defeat AJ Styles. Like, no, Austin yeah, Theory. AJ, like a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he, you know, he's he's on some moves. He's on some money moves. Yeah, AJ Styles is a guy, man. Can't wait to see him in the chamber, which we are going to talk about in our recap. Stay tuned. And at number five, we have the Usos. The Usos are moving up one spot. Um, and I mean, the Usos as a team didn't really do much this week, but on SmackDown, they got a squash victory. I think it was Jimmy got the squash over Eric of the Viking Raiders, who is the number one contender for their titles. I don't see why you squash your number one contenders, whether it's the champions doing it or not. I don't see the point in that. But hey, we respect it. We're counting the Usos as, you know, a unit and a group here. So them as a team, they move up to our number five spot. And at number four, we have Becky Lynch, who didn't have a match this week, which that's fine. But she did have that promo that got interrupted by Lita wanting to be getting a match at the Elimination Chamber, which I'm very excited for. And I'm very much okay with because it cut off that weird segment with Ronda. And that's fine. Exactly. So Becky Lynch at number four. And then I'm just going to run through our three, two, one here because there's no movement whatsoever. At number three, we have Bobby Lashley. At number two, we have the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And at number one is Brock Lesnar. All three of these men were kind of intertwined in their storylines this week in some which way, way, shape, or form type of thing. But in reality, none of them really did anything. Uh, so I mean, they're in their specific areas and their specific spots. But we're going to hop into our recap. But Chriselle, before we hop into our WWE recap, tell me, six through one, list them all. Six through one. At number six, we have AJ Styles. At five, we have The Usos. Four, Becky Lynch. Three, Bobby Lashley. Two, Roman Reigns. And one, Brock Lesnar. Exactly. That's our top six for WWE. And we're going to hop into our recap. So like Chriselle said, Lita was on Monday Night Raw. Um, I think think arguably that's the most exciting thing that happened all week. Oh, man, that's tough. The most exciting thing that happened all week. I'm trying to think. In terms of WWE or in terms of everything? No, no, in WWE. Um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's the most excited I got this week for anything happening 
doing on WWE. Lita's awesome, and that Becky Lynch match, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be great. I think it should be about eight or nine minutes, hit a few spots, and carry on about your business. Because I don't... The Royal Rumble is one thing. I really don't know how Lita can go in ring. And that kind of scares me a little bit. Personally, personally. I think she's going to be fine. I think she's going to be completely fine. That's funny. I, I have my I have my reservations, personally. Well, that's, that's whack. Your no, opinions, I, I do. your reservations, I whack. No, I love Lita, too. But it's kind of one of those things where I'm looking at Lita and I'm like, you haven't worked a full-on match, a singles match, a singles match in You don't know what she years. does. You don't know what she does behind behind the screen. I don't. I don't. But um, I'm interested in the match. Every Of course, everybody knows that Becky Lynch is going to win. I think everyone knows Becky's winning. But I'm interested to see Lita out there. And I know we're going to talk about Goldberg here in a minute. And people are like, well, Lita can just walk in and get a title match. It's completely different than the Goldberg situation, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But overall, how are you feeling on Lita? I'm still stuck on the fact, like, she came back. And I feel like, I don't know, I guess I get really weird about when women, when people talk about women wrestlers because I feel like they yeah. scrutinize things different differently when other wrestlers, when, like, other men wrestlers come back. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, whatever. Can they even do it? Like, I know with Goldberg is a different situation because he's old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's old. But I feel like with Lita, like, she, there has been no reason to think that she can't do that. And so I'm just, I'm just confused as to why it's like, oh, I can't, like, I haven't seen, like, I just kind of, that skepticism kind of doesn't make sense to me. So, so I hear what you're saying and I understand that argument and I really do. I would give that same criticism to a lot of people if they came back. Genuinely. Goldberg, like, we keep saying Goldberg because he's the most easy comparison right here. But um, I'm going to throw Goldberg out because that's pretty easy to do and he's shown we have a proof in the pudding type thing with Goldberg but I got like I'll take anybody I think if the Undertaker came back I would be extremely critical of what the Undertaker could do in ring um I'm trying to think of some male wrestlers that aren't really if the Rock came back I'm being genuine I would be excited that the Rock's back but I would have a lot of reservations as to can you work a one-on-one singles WWE match I really would because when was your last singles match what was it when he fought John Cena and I don't know how many years ago that was at this point like six or seven years ago um so I'd have the same reservations whether it was male or female I don't want you to think that with the Lita thing like I said she's only worked rumbles so I don't know if she could hold up in a 15 minute match is what I'm saying. I think she'll be able to hit her spot. I think she can has ring psychology. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying I think if the match goes beyond a certain point in time, it's kind of like she's going to get quote unquote, quote unquote, exposed, which no one wants their thought of Lita to be, oh man, her last match that I saw was a stinker against Becky Lynch. No, you want those positive thoughts. You want those good thoughts in your head on the exit of somebody. So are you saying that after this match, Lita goes away? I don't think that's I don't she know where she. About. I don't know where she fits after this. I'm being honest. I don't know where she fits. I feel like if you're going to be talking about one more run, you don't do a one more one more match. That's kind of buns. Well, I mean, you could say that, but then it goes to, okay, maybe Lita's under contract, right? Does she become the I'm here for WrestleMania person, but on the female side? Which, like I said, I don't have a problem with those people. Um, But, you know, it's hard to tell and it's hard to say. Does she become the quote unquote new Goldberg where she just pulls up every now and then? It's like, I'm having a match, guys. Who knows? So, but all in all, I'm very excited for Lita here in WWE. I'm really excited because she's an icon. She's a true legend. She's a trailblazer. She paved the way. She helped to pave the way for your Bailey's and your Becky Lynch's. So for her to be fighting Becky Lynch, I'm excited for it. So I'm really interested. So Lita coming back is huge. But we keep mentioning the man, the myth, the legend. He is a legend in all respect. Goldberg. I could not care less about Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. However, if this is indeed the last match on Goldberg's contract, I have I wanted it to be Biggie, but I have no problem with Roman Reigns taking him behind the shed and putting the bullet in his head and ending it right there. You know. 
letting it be. But it might not be. Like I the, think it is though. From what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. I, I don't know because for a long time that was the storyline. But now there's like actually this might not necessarily be his last one. So I don't I, know. Because he was saying for a while that this is his last one. But then as of recently it was kind of the, the shift. It kind of just shifted. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they're doing that just because of the storyline. Like oh huh, who knows. Maybe we'll kind of build it that way. But I don't think it's his last match. So, but it's also a weird one. Like if this is your last match. They kind of sprinkled it in at a time that they didn't need to. Because they, they already have whatever the heck is going on with Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley's in. It's a weird like triangle that's going on with Roman Reigns. Well, Bobby Lashley. Square. Because if you square, think you Chris, Seth, that, yeah. yeah, it's. I feel like you have to focus on what's going on there, build that, and it's like, what is gold? What are you doing, man? I, I, no, you got, I, your, you got your calendar wrong. Please don't be here. Right now. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I tweeted out on our Twitter page, unexpected underscore WP. If you don't follow us on Twitter, I tweeted out last night during SmackDown when Goldberg pulled up. I was like, I'm not the biggest fan of rematches. However, the way you left the Seth Rollins thing just kind of dangling, like, yeah, we're yeah, that happened. It was a DQ, and yeah, it's over now. I don't really like that. And a lot of people are saying, oh, they're gonna hold it off till SummerSlam. Personally, I'm just going to be like, I don't really care, care anymore. anymore. This was your opportunity to kind of strike while the iron's hot with that feud. And I would have loved a Roman versus Seth match in Saudi Arabia. They're going to have a good match. The Goldberg thing is going to be, hopefully, hopefully, it's a five-minute sprint. I, I, I hope it's a five-minute sprint to the finish line, which can be fine. But I don't know. I don't really have interest in Goldberg coming back. It's a completely different thing from Lita because I hear people saying, y'all were hype about Lita coming back and getting a title match out of the blue, but not Goldberg. Well, Goldberg has lost his last three championship matches <laughs> it, he's been doing the same thing for the last four or five years and he just comes in he either robs someone of their title disrespectfully r.i.p the fiend or he comes in and he gets his tail kicked i.e bobby lashley i.e drew mcintyre you know it's one of those like dude we don't want to keep seeing you do this i'd have the same criticism of lita if this was the fourth or fifth year in a row that she's just kind of popped up and been like you're next i'm getting a title match like i'd why? have the same criticism so why like why are you coming back like it doesn't make sense and it is a pop in i'm strong it's because of his size they like they think that his size is enough to still give him that credibility it's like i don't care don't care yeah, don't an, care still don't care he's an old man i i really don't care about bill goldberg but i'm not as angry about this one as i have been other ones because genuinely i don't think he has a chance this is the first time that i'm like he has no chance heck no they would not take that belt off of roman this close to wrestlemania in that brock match because they wouldn't ruin it to give it to goldberg yeah no. they wouldn't ruin it Absolutely. so that's why i'm kind of just like whatever just get it over with but there's a lot of problems with that and then we talked about the elimination chamber briefly so that elimination chamber was set up i'm really excited for it um as a match it's stacked it has aj Styles, seth rollins austin theory brock lesnar bobby lashley and riddle the match itself is going to be fantastic like the match itself is gonna be good the outcome is very scary for me um i'm genuinely fine with five out of the six men winning I, I could live with five out of the six just not brock if yeah <laughs> if brock wins we're going title for title at mania and god i do not want to see one man hold all the title belts in wwe because it would not go well it would be a cool moment don't get me wrong i think the moment would be great but what have i always said about wwe they have mastered the moment but their follow-up and their carry through of it is horrendous look at kofi mania look at biggie's title reign i, I mean it, it's it's clear as day so if anybody but brock wins i'll be fine with it and i'll let it ride to mania and you know you just go to mania with whoever's the champion i'd be fine
fine with that. If Brock wins, we're stuck in the same kind of weird storyline that's happening right now between Raw and SmackDown that I don't want to see this come April. Like, I'm good. Yeah, there's there's only so care. much you can do to get you to April. So I do think they need to, even if it, like we talked about, if even if this next person only has it for a little bit, switch it up for a time being. Or like, yeah. just sp- spice it up. Just spice it I up. Mean, I mean, I know you're not the biggest fan of Bobby Lashley, but like, I'd be fine with Bobby carrying it at least to Mania and then someone kicks his tail at Mania. I mean, it's fine. It's something at least a little bit different than Brock is on top and Roman is also on top. I personally would love if Riddle won. I know that's kind of controversial. Not everyone's the biggest Riddle fan, but I think you could build a good story with Riddle. I think you could build a heck of a match with AJ Styles involved. An AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley match, I think that would be fantastic. AJ Styles would fly around for Bobby Lashley. That would be really fun. AJ Styles versus Edge, something everybody Mm. wants. The only guy that I know, I I like, am pretty sure is not winning is Austin Theory. I don't think it's his time, but you could build him up in that match too. Have him have a good showing. Heck yeah. Have him have a good, he doesn't have to win. He doesn't even have to be final two, but final three, have him have a good showing, maybe eliminate one or two heads. It'd be fantastic, I think. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah. If you, you kind of fold the bag, if you have Austin Theory go into this and then come out looking yeah. sad. Like, he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win. And he's kind of had great matches. He, he, not great matches. He's had, one, he has shown that he has the skill. Two, he's gotten to go against like different, like already well-established wrestlers. T- did he lose against AJ Styles? Yeah, but that's okay. And I'm glad, I'm almost glad that they did that because if they came in and he was beating everybody, who cares? Like, you know, it's like, okay, this is clearly where the route we're going. But on this sense, it's like, okay, he still has some growing to do. It is AJ Styles. It is the same guy that took out, like, it was like the guy, the guy that gave, um, the Undertaker his last match so in the sense it's like it has that respect there that like he's not there yet it kind of keeps you like okay we're gonna watch him grow a bit so I think it's okay if he doesn't win but he does need to have continue to show grit yeah and he I mean he beat Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens hasn't been booked the best in the last I'd say I'd say at least the last year he hasn't been booked the best however it's still Kevin Owens he's a name of credibility he's a former world champion he is a constant threat to a championship as well um and mind you can say the politics of Saudi is keeping Kevin Owens from even going, whatever it may be, Kevin Owens is still a credible name. So winning over Kevin Owens is nothing short. I just think that if Brock were to win the Elimination Chamber, it would be the biggest wraparound and waste of a Royal Rumble I think I have ever seen. Because in every other instance of a Rumble, you may not have liked who won the Rumble, but at least come Mania time, it made some sense. You had Brock pin Biggie at day one, effectively throwing Biggie back as a tag team competitor. Then you have Paul Heyman disrespect and betray Brock Lesnar as the Royal Rumble to help Roman Reigns win and Bobby Lashley become the new WWE champion. Then Brock Lesnar enters the Royal Rumble randomly at number 30 to get back at Roman Reigns. He goes and he challenges Roman Reigns for the universal title at WrestleMania. But then if you go to Elimination Chamber and Brock Lesnar wins, then Brock Lesnar becomes the new WWE champion and now you have title for title. That sounded convoluted coming out of my mouth. So imagine like what's going on in the storyline and trying to keep up with it. It makes no sense if that's what you were trying to do anyway if that's the case then it is a year of a wasted royal rumble brock did not have to win the rumble if they do it if they do it but we're not yeah, regardless gonna... he didn't need to win but if the, you yeah. put, if you put the icing yeah. on top it's like wow yeah wow. i'm at about i'm at about a 95 percent. he did not need to win but if he wins this title at elimination chamber it's 110 it's 100 like i'm giving him five percent of grace here but come on guys so the elimination chamber like i said the match itself should be really good i think the match will be fantastic and then finally the biggest wwe thing outside of leader return was the Ronda Rousey through line and thread of her story in both main events of Raw and SmackDown. She challenged Charlotte Flair in the end. People were teasing Becky. A lot of people preferred the Becky match. Personally, I don't really care.
care about either. However, I understand. If I had to choose one, I take the Becky. One. Okay. If I had to choose one, I take the Becky one. I think that's it. Leave it there. Then it Leave would it be. It would be. It would be a more compelling story. I think it'd be a more compelling story because on Friday night or well last night at the recording, I don't know what that segment was because Charlotte was just out there and it made no sense to me. Right? Charlotte was out there and Sonya Deville was like, Ronda Rousey has chosen Becky Lynch as her opponent. Charlotte, choose your challenger. Wait a minute, isn't that what Charlotte was in the Rumble to do? So she lost the Rumble, but she still gets to choose her challenger? That doesn't make any sense. But then Ronda comes out there and then they get in a little spat and they're like throwing B words at each other. And then it's like, and then this is the line that got me. I'm not going to forget it because it was bad. I have this championship and my baby is prettier than yours. Talking about the title belt. And I'm just like, are you comparing a, a one-year-old child to a championship belt? Is yes. that what is that what we're doing? I didn't care. I didn't care about it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. I was like, that doesn't make much sense to me. So No, it makes sense. I mean, you, it's the same thing. Like, it's like, oh, this is it's something that she cares about. Wrestling is her baby. And like, it makes sense. I don't think it's like I crazy. Get, I get that. But it's like, I don't it know. It was supposed to be disrespect. It doesn't make sense, but it's supposed yeah, to be disrespectful that's to what her. I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be like, make us feel anyway. But I think it's supposed sure. to get into the head of Rhonda. Like, oh, sure. I'm coming for your kid. That's always like the one thing that wrestlers always say. Like, don't talk about my kids. Don't talk about my kids. Sure. And then it's like, basically, your baby ugly. My, my baby is shiny and pretty i guess like it's sure. it's not for you i guess but yeah yeah i mean it wasn't meant mind to you mind me, you mind you i don't care for Rhonda's promos or anything involving her but yeah. i mean that one was i was like oh okay it's fine so, so that would, one's fine so would you take becky and Rhonda or charlotte and Rhonda? which one would you oh, have becky, preferred becky and you would prefer to yeah, becky match? i think we already knew that the charlotte stuff was gonna happen because they were ta- they confirmed the Rhonda and charlotte stuff well they didn't confirm sorry pre-rumble yes, they, yeah that's what i'm saying like the day of the rumble there was already the rumors of like oh con- confirmed Rhonda and charlotte but then I'm not going to lie on Friday I, because everything with creatives kind of been up in the air and things yeah, switch exactly. all the time. I thought they did actually have, they did change it that Ronda was going to be going against Becky at uh, uh, WrestleMania, but then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. I, and, and again, it was the main event. And because something happened on Monday and I know Ronda was the main event on Raw, I was like, oh, maybe something else is going to happen. Maybe someone's going to return. Maybe, maybe Sasha actually is there for SmackDown. But of course, just a lot of disappointing things after another and I don't care. And, <laughs> and for this one, I could have actually turned off my TV on Monday, I almost turned off my TV. I was close. I when was Rhonda close. came out, it's like right as I was about to do it, Lita came out. I was like, wow, I can't believe I almost missed this. <laughs> no, exactly. So one quick question with the Rhonda thing and Charlotte and stuff. Where does it leave people like Sasha Banks? Because it's easy to assume that they're going to go Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch on the Raw side, which is thumbs up, thumbs up, because Bianca deserves her win back. As long as Bianca gets her win back, I am fine with that match. It's a big time match. It's a WrestleMania worthy match, in my honest opinion. But where does it leave a Sasha Banks, who is your top star? Uh, does Bailey come back and you do something involving those two? Oscar's still on the shelf. Does she come to SmackDown? What does it do for Sasha Banks? I don't think they know what's up with Sasha Banks right now because I, if you think about it lately, there's just been different things going on that kind of keeps her from the show. Also, she actually was back in for the Royal Rumble. I don't think she was ever going to win, but maybe there is a reason why she didn't stay there for longer. You know, she we don't did, know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. There wasn't plan for uh, like as far as it wasn't released. Like, like that was what's going to happen. So we don't know where what her condition of her knee is. Maybe she still does have to take it a little easy. Who knows? Who knows? So that's our WWE recap. That's talking about, hey, guys, some of the bigger things that happened in WWE this week, whether it be promos, matches, returns, whatever it be. We're going to hopefully try to make this a regular segment with our WWE and also our AEW stuff. So let us know if you enjoyed that recap. But we're going to now move on to our AEW power rankings as well as the AEW recap. Our top six. Chriselle, start me off at number six. 
At number six, we got Britt Baker, DMD, moving down one more spot. I think last week she she dropped like three or four. It was about three, I think, yeah. No, oh, Britt, do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Britt falls down a spot. And I kind of liked how they're teasing the Thunder Rosa feud coming up. Britt scared of that smoke from Thunder Rosa, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, she falls one more spot because, I mean, everybody else on the list had either a rise or a fall in their own respects. Um, so Britt falls. What are your thoughts on Britt Baker? I still like Britt Baker. I think it was fun whenever she was with Adam Cole going against the best friends. I like that little moment. I don't, obviously it doesn't do anything for her actual belt or anything like that, but uh, fine. And you know, I like Thunder Rosa, so I want to see this interaction and I don't think they're going to do it right now. Like obviously it's not going to happen next week. It's still a little bit to go, but I'm here for it. Well, Revolution's in three or four weeks. A lot of people are saying there okay, because the next pay-per-view is double or nothing, but that's in about three or four months. And people are like, I don't think they can stretch it that long because especially not even on the thunder rosa side but on the Britt baker side it's like who will he fight because everyone knows that the destination is thunder rose like that is the destination so if you throw let's just say a ruby soho or a nyla rose or something in her way it's just kind of like eh i always say in every wrestling match i want to have at least a seed of doubt at least a seed of doubt and in those matches i'd have absolutely none but also with aew you don't have to wait for a pay-per-view for this quality of match so eh, could be just like a random on a random day yeah so Britt baker's at number six she's on the verge though i think someone who's making it kind of hot right now is john moxley i think it would maybe one more win he's cracking our top six the first non-champion that would crack our list as well so that would be interesting oh yeah for sure that'd be interesting but at number five we have Britt baker's man adam cole baby adam cole is up one spot from the number six spot he got a huge win over evil uno this week on rampage it was more of a squash match of course but adam cole has been really interesting too he's gotten a lot of wins he cut a very very fiery and good promo as well on rampage he's like ready to remind you that that loss last week does not count. Oh yeah, he was adamant. That's, hey, that, that doesn't do nothing to my record. He was adamant, like, that loss doesn't mean anything. And look, a fired up Adam Cole is a cool Adam Cole. Even the way he walked down to the ring, I told Chriselle, I was like, he looks angry tonight. And she was like, I don't know, he looks the same. Because I think a lot of his emotion comes in his eyebrows and his eyebrows, look, like his intensity and anger eyebrows are the same. I'm like, he looks the same, I guess. But then it was like the way he was delivering the promo, like, okay, I guess he's mad, but his face looks the same. Yeah, so Adam Cole's at number five. He got a big one over Uno, the obvious direction that they're going with this one is Hangman versus Adam Cole. Um, for all intents and purposes, Hangman is going to win next week on Dynamite. And then I think at Revolution, you get Hangman versus Adam Cole, which I still think Hangman would win, but there's that seed of doubt there. But Adam Cole, man, he's he's been a mainstay on our list on and off, up and down here. Because, I mean, he's been getting wins and they've really been heating him up. He's a legitimate contender, which is really good to have. That's what you want to see. And at number four, we have Jade Carter. Girl sadly moving down in one spot, but she didn't do anything. She had to cut a little bit of a promo. She's still green like money. That's fine. That was but- <laughs> hilarious. I loved it. Is yeah, it- I'm green because I'm money. <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's what you're supposed to do. Like, don't let people get to you. Like, exactly. oh, okay, yeah, and what about it? I'm still bringing in that money. What, I, you, gonna I, do? what I love, you gonna do about it? No, I loved when she was like, all of y'all flops was flipping through the channels and stopped when you see me. I, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, I can genuinely see people like flipping through the channels, channel surfing, and it's like, whoa. Who's that? Yeah, like I can genuinely see people doing that. So that's kind of funny. No, yeah. And then there's like that whole tweet that there's like a picture of Britt Baker, Adam Cole, and uh, Jay Cardigo. It's like, oh, if you ask 
have somebody that doesn't yeah. watch wrestling who who here is the star that everyone's mm-hmm. gonna say jay cargo because she looked like it yeah. she looks like it she just you know she also one i think it also helps that she has the belt around him around her and like Britt didn't but regardless the way she dresses the way she carries herself and i think it's also something about the hair like <laughs> hair like fun hair colors and stuff like that for champions like it sets you apart from like the average joe she's extremely unique in her look there is no one in wrestling that looks like jade cargill because people will say bianca Belair, but bianca Belair has her own distinct look bianca Belair is a little bit more stocky and a little bit more like built in a different way you know they have different bodies. they're both strong they definitely yeah but i think with the thing that says jade just spilled like jade is sculpted she's sculpted sculpted. there you go bianca is built and jade Jade is is sculpted sculpted. that's a very good way to say jade is sculpted i mean chiseled she has an ab for every it's ridiculous she's chiseled and it's amazing so jade cargo's at number four at number three the tnt champion sammy guevara sammy is there because i mean he got a really good win over Isaiah Cassidy this week on Rampage and Sammy had a really good match I think it's a constant thing that I keep saying is Sammy Guevara no matter how you feel about him whatever it may be he's really really good in ring he's really young and he's only gonna get better uh I I haven't seen a bad Sammy match since I started watching AEW mind you I haven't seen very many bad matches but you know it almost makes me angry that the fact that we haven't seen a bad match with him because I definitely go into every single one of his like I don't even like this guy I don't even like this guy and I think when you go into the like matches like that it's hard for it to be a good match but then you're saying that like, i don't even want this is not gonna be good i don't even like this guy and it's like damn it's good yeah it's <laughs> it's good every time i mean he had a really good match with isaiah cassidy this weekend i really enjoyed it isaiah cassidy was fantastic as well and he had the whole andrade family office and the darby allen running at the end of the match and everything and they teased a little bit of a darby allen versus sammy guevara match i think that would be really fun for that tnt title but who knows where they're gonna go with it but sammy gets another big win here i i want to see sammy me in a feud for the title i want to see a little bit more story behind some of these sammy matches because he's doing open challenges which is cool i love a good open challenge you can get anybody on tv at any time because you can have lost 12 matches in a row but it's an open challenge so and then you go out there and win and it's like holy crap i love a good open challenge but i do want to see sammy involved in a little bit more stories with his championship belt but for now the tnt title sits at number three with sammy Guevara. And at the top two spots, no changes. We have Jurassic Express at number two and Hangman Adam Page at number one. Yep. And both of these, well, I guess these three men in total, because it's a tag team and then Hangman, all of them have matches next week. Uh, Hangman has a match on Dynamite against Lance Archer to defend the title. And then, yeah, Texas Deathmatch. So that should be fun. (laughs) Are they they even going to be in Texas? No, they're going to be in Jersey, I think. This is just like a cowboy, quote unquote, cowboy thing. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. So, I I mean, it is what it is. You can call it like the want. beach break in the snow type of situation. That no, nah, it's not as funny as the beach break. <laughs> that was hilarious. Where are you having beach break? Cleveland. Dad. Oh, okay. Like honestly, I think yeah. the only other place I would have been like that makes no sense is probably Minnesota. That's like when someone says like, "Oh, let's go eat where they cook in front of you," and then you go to Subway. No, you go like... to Waffle House. <laughs> let's go somewhere you cook in front of you, Waffle House. I was, we was talking about hibachi. For our people up up north and you've never been south, Waffle House, um, fantastic. Go get you some Waffle House. But no, uh, hey man. I Adam Page and Jurassic Express all have matches next week, so they could rise, they could fall, depending on the outcomes. We expect, personally, that both of them will win, so we'll probably have no change in our top two, but we'll see what happens. I think Waffle House should sponsor us. This is just, like, I completely just... This episode is not not sponsored by Waffle House, but we wish it was. I can bang with some Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the Waffle House tangent. Oh, it's so good. What's your go-to? No, we're not doing Oh, we're not doing that? Okay, okay. But no, guys, so that's our AEW top six. Run it off real quick for me, Chriselle. At number six, we have 
have Britt Baker, five, Adam Cole, four, Jade Cargill, three, Sammy Guevara, two, Jurassic Express. Number one, we have Hangman Adam Page. That's our top six for AEW. And just a quick AEW recap, because we talked about a lot of the matches and feuds and things going on there in our top six. But just some things on some people that may not have made our top six. John Moxley and Brian Danielson. We I thought we were going to get a feud. Who, and instead, who knows, though? They, they're teasing. First, we go into this whatever segment they had, thinking, oh, they're going to feud. We're setting up the feud now. We talked about this on the pod, like, oh, this is what's going to happen. But now they're talking about, oh, let's create a faction, maybe? Get some, get some young God. get some young talent and build them up. That's crazy. And I think it's not, it's not a coincidence that this is coming out right now. I don't think it is. Because as of lately, people have been talking about how Danielson has been very active in, like, training, mm-hmm. like, helping with training side. So who doesn't want Danielson to train them? You're learning from one of the best. And, like, there was a big conversation where I was like, uh, Jade Cargill's learning a lot from him. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, that's dumb. It's like, no, it's not. It's like, if you have the opportunity. Why would you not? The, you be- have, you, the best, best wrestler in the world. I think he yeah. is the and, best wrestler and is, in the world. that's why you continue to see her get better. She has an amazing coach. The best people to learn from are people that know what they're doing and have the experience doing it. Like I said with the uh, WWE Performance Center thing, and I was like, if I was a new wrestler, I would want Samoa Joe telling me what to do. Like, you don't learn, it makes sense. You don't learn how to run a 5K from a swimming instructor. It, like, that's a good comparison. That's not, not how you That is it. a good comparison. So exactly. So the Mox and Danielson thing, right? I think it can go one of three ways, and I think they're all fantastic. They either Mox either says no when they feud, which awesome. We get the feud, we get the match. Awesome. They team up and we get the dojo with Mox and Danielson leading it. And you get guys like Daniel Garcia, who's really talented, Lee Moriarty, uh, Wheeler Yuta, who's shown potential. It could be awesome. Or they team up for a little bit and then they, they feud. Split up, yeah. I'll take any of the three, honestly. I think the last one's almost more entertaining because then you get invested into other wrestlers, and then those people are obviously someone you have to choose a side at that point. If you're mm-hmm. a part of that faction, you have to choose a side. So then you have the yeah. the people learning from them fighting, and then you have them. I mean, you could run it for a year, a year and a half, and you could really build it, have some fun with the. I'm gonna call it Danielson's dojo because I don't know, and no, I've heard that name thrown guys. around. No, you have to call them the regular. The guys. regular guys. Because, gonna... because if you didn't watch Danielson, just spent like all like just making fun, not making fun of, but just like oh, we have the mille- like entitled millennial, uh, millennial cowboy. cowboy. Then it's like a, Dan- a dinosaur. We have a dinosaur. You have Dan Housland that's gonna give you a curse in the face. Makeup. A vlogger. A Sandy vlogger, Sammy, like just shaded all the younger ones, right? So I don't know. He's like, get a regular guy like Yuda. Yuda's the one. <laughs> yeah. So I no, it would be really fun though. Uh, and then I've heard the argument that like Mox doesn't necessarily fit with this type of thing because he's not a technical style wrestler. And all the guys Danielson was naming were like, you're technical killers. Like they could be assassins. But I think that's what's interesting about it. It doesn't fit Moxley. So it's like <laughs> he's the oddball character of the group, but he also has the experience to be like, yeah, I could train you guys to be killers. Like I could train you to be because Danielson's version of a killer and Moxley's version of a killer are completely different in my mind, even though I think they're both assassins in their own ways. If someone is being trained by both of them, they would be amazing. They'd be amazing. And you could, and then you further like guys like Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta and things of that nature. Like you'd be building your newer stars. So it would be really fun. I am so interested. I'll take any of the three. I think because Moxley didn't give a response on Dynamite this week, and who knows if he'll say something next week on Dynamite because it looks like Dynamite's kind of packed, but who knows? Um, I think since he didn't give a response, I do think he's going to say no and they'll have a feud. And then people have been pitching like, hey, the CM Punk heel turn is coming. It is coming. Like, we don't know when, but it's coming. So they said Danielson and Punk teaming up and leading that dojo style of thing. People think the dojo is happening, which I would love. I think you almost have to do it. You have to do it. You've put so much weight into the factions that are are in AEW that if you don't have one, Danielson don't got no friends. Why aren't you getting jumped? Like, you should be like, right? Why are you not? You can't put the belt on Danielson. You can't put the belt on anybody. If you don't have no friends, who, who cares? Like, 
like you like it's you gonna get work. jumped. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be so to. fun. So any of those three options I named though would be fantastic. I'll take any of three. I'm not gonna be picky. Um, I know which I prefer, but I'll take any. So then I think the biggest match of the week in general, WWE or AEW, MJF and CM Punk had their match on Dynamite this week in Chicago. MJF first of all cheats to win the first time. He gets caught. The ref restarts the match. Him and CM Punk go at it again for another 30 minutes, and then MJF ends up getting a win by hitting CM Punk with the Dynamite Diamond Ring handed to him by Wardlow. There was a lot of layers and story to this match. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy the CM Punk and MJF match. I understand that because they said it was a little overbooked. Why did Wardlow need to be there? Why was the ring involved? Why did you do a match restart? Personally, I could have done without the match restart. I think that's my biggest problem, but everything else with the match, I thoroughly loved. I enjoyed it. I don't think anybody's ready for the CM Punk and MJF stuff to end, or at least I know I personally... I'll I'm take another not, match. I'll take another match. Their promos have been hot. They they kind of just add an element and, you know, you kind of said the saying like, why would you have MJF cheat? Why would you have the restart? It's like, AEW was just in a silly, goofy mood. That's how they Sometimes want... Sometimes you want to do that. That's how stuff. they wanted to do that. That's that's okay. It kind of builds into what they... There's more stuff to talk about. There's going to be another great promo that comes from it. They're built... They're, you, know, you don't take something that is this good and just immediately go away. We have been waiting for this like original match for so long that I was telling you that it felt weird that it was finally on TV. Like this one had a good build, but and you also they were building it so well that they could have they could have drawn it out even longer. And I would be like, okay, that's fine because it was just it was just working. It was, it was just working. That's it. I plain and simple. I was like, wow, we're finally getting this. And I almost because the way our brains are trained after watching WWE for so long, I was like, this isn't gonna be clean. So I kind of already I kind of already felt it. But even though that's not how you go into thinking for AEW, but I was like, I just don't I don't feel ready for this. This is not gonna be tied up in a bow. No, 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 no. I think they have another match. Uh, probably everything that's building at this point, I'm throwing at Revolution. I'm saying Revolution. I think they have another match at Revolution in three slash four weeks. I think it's a really good match. However, the only thing that I have to say in terms of a rematch between these two is they gotta add some form of a stipulation or something to it because I just watched them have a wrestling match for 40 minutes on TV. I you gotta give me something different because if this match was like 10 15 minutes, I would have been like, okay, but I just devoted 40 minutes of watching them wrestle and like it was cool but i don't need to see them do 30 minutes of wrestling again i want something added in whether it be no dq or whatever you want to do you can add a stipulation just um, something different but something different to shake up the match but the match itself was great and then mjf won in cm punk's hometown in chicago i think it's fantastic because mjf can say he beat cm punk twice in one night he can say he was the first person to beat cm punk he can say he beat cm punk in chicago he can say so much off of it mjf is going to be unbearable and i love it because that is the best mjf when he's saying stuff that you're like you are a terrible human being but you're making sense like it's it's the way you're delivering though you're terrible but you make sense i love it and then punk's heel turn is coming i it's coming it's coming and i love it i the happy to be here smiling hey guys yay 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 type of punk it's cool but i want some cm punk with some edge man i want the heel punk back will cm punk's turn arrive before veer arrives to raw no i'm gonna give veer some credit <laughs> I'm gonna give you some. 
I'm gonna give her some credit. I'm gonna give her some credit. I think CM Punk's it'll be a little bit slower turn, but it'll happen. I think okay. this MJF thing is the start of it, though. Okay. I'd ask MJF beat him at Revolution too. Honestly, don't 50 50 it. Have MJF win again. But the final thing we want to talk about in terms of the AEW recap and everything, Tony Khan's big announcement coming on Wednesday of this week. I am very interested to see what this announcement specifically is. Tony Khan, I mean, he teased it on Rampage. He teased it after Rampage. And he sent out a sequence of tweets. I'll just read the last one because, I mean, I think that's like encapsulates everything. Tony Khan, direct tweet. He said, the big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we've referenced on AEW's Rampage is a free agent debut and the person walking through the forbidden door. It is all one and the same. They are walking in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. So it's a forbidden door person, but it's also a free agent signing. I have always been under the belief of like, if you're a free agent, it's not necessarily forbidden door. So I don't know what he means in terms of that, but I won't sit here and lie. He's saying this is a top wrestler. I am so interested to know who the heck it is. I listened to Sean Ross Sapp's podcast that he does after, uh, you know, Rampage Smackdown on Friday nights. I listened to it on the way down here to Yukucho. And he even Sean Ross Sapp said, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. So if Sean Ross Sapp ain't heard nothing, it's got to be something being held close to the vest. It's something low-key, but also AEW has like returns or has like these things go on so often. And sometimes they aren't as special as yeah. they make it seem. So I'm not excited for it because I'll be excited when it happens and I'm excited enough to make sure that I watch and whatever, mm. but I'm not like, oh, wow, this is going to be crazy. I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. It's speak my interest, but I don't expect much for yeah. what it, because of just the track record. Yeah, I, I I hope it is indeed something big and a little bit jaw-dropping or at the very least exciting. Shake it up. Because yeah, if it's someone that is just like, oh, okay, then it's like, ah, Tony, your words are kind of, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. I have a big announcement coming and it's someone kind of just, oh, okay. I think I, I've heard some names thrown around. Uh, people said Will Ospreay or Jay White. That's more on the Japan side. So like here in the US, of course, New Japan's not necessarily like the biggest thing. So like if you don't know them guys, I get it, but they are very big names. So I would understand that tweet relating to him. They're big names. Uh, people said Keith Lee. Keith Lee would be fantastic, but I don't understand how that's necessarily Forbidden Door. I don't get that Forbidden Door part, but he is a free agent. So Keith Lee would be awesome. I think that would blow the roof off of the place. People would be excited online because people love Keith Lee. The biggest like one that like would stir the pot though is somehow, and it's, I don't think it's happening, is if it was Mustafa Ali. That thing would be ridiculous. But- people have speculated it. I don't think it's happening, but man, talk about chaos. No, it'd be chaos. I, I It's weird, right? But we, we don't know what's going to happen. But also, if you're putting, if that, if you're saying that Ali is an option, also right now, you can say that Jeff Hardy is an option. Technically speaking, Because yes. if, if you're going to do something that like, you're going to go against some contracts, maybe some legal work, paying off something, I don't know the legal behind it. If that is even possible, that is another one that almost would make sense because it is, he is technically away from WWE, but he still has the 90 days. They're not up just yet. And we know that Jeff Hardy was re- like they reached out to him and he's saying no. And um, they, he was offered that spot for the gold, like a uh, Hall of Fame, but Jeff Hardy said no. So he, by going to AEW, he might never enter WWE's Hall of Fame. And so that would be the, I don't care, close the door behind it. And so that that's the only one that makes the most sense to me personally. No, I totally get that. And it would be so interesting. Um, So Alex Pawlowski, he works for Fightful. He tweeted out, uh, he quote tweeted Tony Khan's tweet and he said, it makes me wish it was possible for Mustafa Ali to walk out on Dynamite and have Tony Khan say, we're willing to buy him out. And if you sue him, Vince, he's using my lawyers. Do you know how much 
chaos that would cause. I would love it. I would love it for the chaos. Like, it would be fantastic. It would be absolutely fantastic. Because, I mean, in a lawsuit of Tony Khan versus Vince McMahon slash WWE, Tony Khan's winning that. Like, I know people love Vince McMahon and WWE and the corporation itself. And WWE is more profitable than AEW. But Tony Khan himself is more profitable than WWE. The man is... He comes from money. He's a billionaire billionaire. Like, he... He does this for fun. This is literally a hobby. He did not have to do this. He didn't need to do this to survive. He was like, I want to start a wrestling promotion, dad. And his dad was like, I don't know about that. And he was like, nah, let's do it. And his dad was like, all right, here's a couple bucks. Get started. Not a, don't say a couple no, bucks. You know what I mean. A small loan of a billion dollars. Like, come on. Like, so the announcement on Wednesday of who it could be is interesting. We'll just have to see. So that's our AEW recap. We hit our power rankings for both. We hit our recap for both. And now our social media moment of the week. Chriselle, do you want me or you to go first oh, for you, our social you can media go moment? Ahead. You can go. Okay, because mine's a little bit negative. So I don't think, I don't know what mine is. It's, it's not necessarily negative, but it is something that I kind of wanted to say because I've noticed it in WWE. Um, So the Wrestling Observer Newsletter put out a tweet or a quote from their, you know, podcast or whatever the heck they do. I'm not big on Wrestling Observer, but they said that Big E being moved to SmackDown permanently and put him back with the New Day as a tag team looks to have ended his push as a singles champion level guy. And then shout out to Ibrahim W3BB. His name is Kevin Hart's nephew on Twitter. Um, He says that Big E was the first WWE champion where I felt like he could make wrestling somewhat mainstream again. And you could tell he was trying. As soon as he became champ, he was everywhere trying to market WWE. It reminded me of Cena. It just seems like nothing matters in this company right now. And I think that tweet put out by Kevin Hart's nephew, uh, Ibrahim, he says a lot of truth in there because WWE, it, it does seem at this point that nothing really matters unless your name is Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Charlotte Flair, or Becky Lynch. I think those are the four names that if you're not those people, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how hard you're trying because you're not necessarily being rewarded or looked at as if you have value. And it's very frustrating. Big E was doing everything that he could have championed. He was doing boxing introductions. He was at UFC fights. I mean, he was on the Breakfast Club. I, I, I mean, what else can you do as not just a champion, but as an ambassador for the brand? I'll, Outside of being on Ellen and being on the Ellen DeGeneres show, I mean, there was nothing else that the man could do. He did what he could. So it is frustrating. It seems like nothing matters. And it seems like the talent isn't being heard, which is a report that came out from Fightful that talent morale is down because they feel as though nothing matters. As fans, you look and you're like, you can like Becky Lynch. You can like Ronda Rousey, Brock, Rome, and Charlotte. You can like those people and there's nothing wrong with liking them. But also you want to see others being rewarded for the things that they're doing and they're not. So that tweet just encapsulated a lot of feelings of fans and a lot of emotions so hopefully biggie gets his shot back at another singles run because he definitely deserved it he did what he could as champ no i completely agree and i almost used the same tweet and so i mine mine's a lot shorter but yeah you're fine i, I you're agree fine. i think he did a great job with making it mainstream also, he did what he could and still the new day i'm sorry i just did the thing you just told me i told you to stop doing the you pop your ears a lot and I, oh you my, like, my, oh, my, yeah. my annoying one it happens. everyone has it annoying ticks okay but i yeah, the new day is great they yeah. they were selling bootios they sell a lot of merchandise they're fun big e continues that in him by himself he gets older people interested because not only does he get the kids because the colorful the fun whatever but then he's going to where you probably find people that will also be interested in wrestling like you said like at different matches 
matches at football games, but it's fine. They want to fumble the bag. That's fine. They don't it, like they it, don't like money. It they just doesn't like it doesn't happy. matter what you do if you're not viewed in the eyes of one or two people as valuable. So it's frustrating. Frustrating. But mine, keep it a little short. I just wanted an, a reason to put this link there. Um, at Tape Machines tweeted a video of Rhonda on Monday Night Raw where her promo is very stale, very scripted, not great delivery, and WWE tries to put the like the boxed in fan noises, the piped in audio, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the Thunderdome, yeah, yeah, but they do it late instead of just having it already kind of in place for this. It was it's a few it's a few seconds off. It's like okay, it's almost like Ronda waiting for the pop. Nothing happens. They're like oh oh put it in put it in put it in, and it's just like what are they popping to? to like this, and it's just so fake. Usually you can tell after you watch a little bit, you already know when it is piped in and when it's not. But this is this is so horrible. Usually the timing's a little bit better. But they had um, tweeted it and said, extremely natural and real sounding crowd reaction. The Wizards and WWE production have done it again. A complete sarcasm, obviously, but I just thought that was so funny. So I'll put that link there and put Dust's link as well. Exactly. In the description. Yeah, it'll be in the description so you guys can check out our social media moments. Uh, hit up these people. Let them know that you thought their tweets were funny, inspirational, whatever the heck you feel about their tweets. And uh, give these people follow because they may be dropping some good content. So with that being said, guys, that is the end of our episode. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you loved it. Stay tuned with us, guys. We will be dropping another episode come Wednesday, so be on the lookout for it. And, of course, keep up with us on all social media platforms. We love you guys. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to the Unexpected Wrestling Podcast with Dustin and Chris Sal. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Leave a review. It better be positive. And keep up with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Catch you at the next show.